When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome, brother friends. This is WrestleWolf. I'm Dr. Damien Gibson and joining me as always is the man who only deals in kayfabe and everything else. It's Sir Matthew Kayfabe. Real, uh, oh God. Anyway, kayfabe is very important for obscure reasons, depending on how you define kayfabe. I define uh, basically all things involving wrestling to be kayfabe. Like I, ca- I count Meltzer as kayfabe. Well, he does make a lot of things up. Well, that's that's true, but also like he gets worked <laughs> by he gets worked by companies. 100%. You know, he's running basic storylines for people. Uh, he's you know. like a he's like a confused man in like a French farce. You know, like the guy who's sort of watching the the you know the Lothario run around to like six or seven different women, and they <laughs> cut to Dave Meltzer every now and then smoking a cigarette, going oh. <laughs> That's that's his role. <laughs> that's his role in wrestling. <laughs> oh, poor Dave. Nothing like quoting 60s French fast cinema to really get wrestling fans on board in the first minute and a half of the of a new format. <laughs> I'm just happy we're back on brand. Who asked oh, talking about wrestling or French oh talking about anything <laughs> but wrestling. Yes. To make exactly. us sound like the biggest wankers on the face of the planet. <laughs> mm, that's exactly right. That's that's what yeah, I was that's thinking. us. <laughs> Hello. Hey, um, so should we explain the let's quickly explain the format change just in case there's anyone that's like, what this was meant to be dynamite or whatever. <laughs> um so we've decided that uh rather than you know try and cover every show that happens each week, um, and then like break things down match by match, which I don't know if that's our strength anyway. <laughs> um, mm. I mean, I think I actually think you're better at it than I am. But anyway, the, it wasn't a huge amount of fun for us and we had a conversation where we're like, let's just do a show where we just talk about wrestling. <laughs> we just talk about whatever we've watched during the week. The vast majority of that is going to be dynamite because the two of us are massive AEW marks, so... It's also and really Matt, the only the only wrestling I watch is Dynamite. Yeah, so. I was just about to say that you don't watch any real WWE and you just don't have the time. You have a proper life with a job and wife no, and children. No, 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 no. I just have too much <laughs> self-respect. Yeah, well, there's a couple of things. Yeah, I'll um, there's a couple of things that I can bring up, uh, like NWA Power that I've yes <laughs> that I've just stopped. I've just stopped watching. I actually cancelled my subscription yesterday. It was a sad day. 
Wow, this is a day I never thought would happen. Nick Aldis hasn't been able to keep you despite his enormous amounts of charisma and, uh, you know, <laughs> excitement. If there was anyone else on that roster for Nick Aldis to wrestle, then, yeah, I would. There's it's not Amy and Sandow. Yeah, but they're not even using him. <laughs> They've got him in some weird tag team story with, like, Sal Ranello and Tim Storm. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it, it, it's almost like the pandemic hit and then Billy Corgan just forgot that he owned NWA and the, it, does, it doesn't, it feels like the bare amount of money and thought has been put into it. And just as a, as a fan, and I'm like, I'm not working full time at the moment, so I do need to be relatively sensible about my spending decisions. And, mm. you know, two weeks ago, NWA didn't even give me an episode. You know what I mean? I, so, it just like that stuck in my crawl for two weeks. And then the last <laughs> two shows have been really um, like, I know I can get, I know I can be a dick about things and not let things go, but that really annoyed me. And then like the last two shows have been essentially the same show. Um, and it's all centered around Nick Elders, which is fine. He's the top uh. guy. But it's, but, but. The, the commentary, man, like, now that it's behind a paywall, I can't even show people, but it's it's truly it's truly bad. It's really, really bad. I mean, people bitch and moan about Raw, and they should because it's not as good as it should be. But if you're an NWA power fan, and why wouldn't you be after the first season and then you were served up this and you had to pay for it, it's, just, it's really not good enough. It's just I would, fucking uh, awful. And I feel I bad that I'm not supporting them, but. I think I've previously argued this, but I would argue that you're the fool because this is classic Billy Corgan where he does something and you're like, oh, yeah, this is interesting. Then it starts to get really good and you're like, oh, shit, this is so good. Then he takes mm. a bizarre left turn and you're like, eh, like this, yeah, okay, like I, I can I can be on board for this. And then things get real bad for about 17 years. Yeah. Yeah, You've hit I don't, the future I don't, embrace and things are only going to get weirder from here. If I start seeing some, like, I don't know, if they signed Warhorse or something, then maybe I might go back to it. But So, um, so what you're saying is if they signed your favourite wrestler, you would go back to it. Well, yeah, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> but, dude, it's so bad. It really is. It, it is. It is. It's hard to watch bad. It's not even like. And we're wrestling fans, man. Like, we'll watch. Pretty much anything, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, if you're comparing wrestling to well written television dramas, I can't think of one off the top of my head, like Bosch on Amazon Prime or something like that. Like, I could, I could, in the time, in the amount of time that I watch wrestling each week, I could have mm. already finished six seasons of Bosch and been like, well, that was really well written detective noir television that I really enjoyed. But I tried to support NWA anyway. I don't want to bang on about this too long. But I just, um, it's sad more than anything because it was really good and they're doing something different. Like they do have that studio wrestling thing that no one else is doing. But it just, you know, anyway, there's a part of me that's like maybe I'm being a bit harsh because of the pandemic and everything, but I just couldn't, I couldn't watch it, man. I was starting to get to the point where it was like it's a chore to watch this TV show and no TV show should be a chore to watch. As I've I've always argued, I believe that NWA is is essentially uh, poorly scripted. Uh, It's like a poorly scripted uh, wrestling TV show. 
um, rather than a wrestling show. If you if you get oh, my distinction, mean, yeah. like it's it's a you know, yeah, I I see what you mean. The uh, I yeah, I I just think like they're playing eighties wrestlers. They're not you know, it's it's not real. Also, not but that when they sorry, you go man. No, no, you go. I was I hundred percent agree with you, but that I mean that that is what they're doing. But when mm. they had people who were charismatic enough to make that, when Nick Eldis was surrounded by people like Ricky Starks, Eddie Kingston, <laughs> um, I literally cannot remember his NWA name, but LA Knight, um, <laughs> oh, my God, uh, Eli Drake. I'm shocked Did they it- don't have um, Thunder Rose is still signed to NWA, oh, isn't but she? Her, she's- like her segments are so bad, man, and they, they've got no one. They've got no one for her to wrestle except for Camille. Yeah, you'd think they might just borrow some AEW Junior. Get the get the Gun Club on there. Come on, oh God. <laughs> where where are Billy Gunn's doofus children? Yeah, they they look like Billy Gunn's kids look like something out of an Adam Sandler movie. Billy Gunn's kids look like, like someone the who beat me up, like. That's like I'm. I feel physically threatened, and I imagine a lot of wrestling fans feel like these people don't like me because I like wrestling. Yeah, well, like, yeah, from the Jim Ross school of how to alienate people. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, some kind of mark? You fucking piece of shit. You fan. <laughs> you fucking fan. <laughs> I suppose you sit there and watch wrestling, don't you? You fucking moron. That's how I know your name, Austin Gunn. <laughs> hey, um, I know you've got a bunch of things that you want to get to, but uh, this yeah. is genuine, like, breaking news. So, if All I right. actually edit this in a quick turnaround time, we might be on top of something before everyone else. Oh. Um, Andrade, you might- um, Now you're going to turn around and go, yeah, man, that happened yesterday. I've known that for ages. <laughs> Andrade has challenged Kenny Omega oh. at Triple Mania. So, one- uh, you were right and I was wrong. Andrade's going to AAA. Uh, two, he cut, um, with my very limited Spanish, it looked like he cut a, a really cool promo. I have the whole promo here if you want me to go through it, but I don't know if it'll make very good podcasting. He essentially I'm- just says, hey, I'm Andrade. Um, Psycho had already um, challenged Andrade and he mm. addresses that saying, I do want to wrestle you, but I've got to take care of business first which is getting a Mexican belt off a Canadian wrestler. So, of course, it wouldn't be AAA with a little bit of uh, El Gringo racism happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when is, uh, but when is Triple Mania? Um, that is a good question, my man. I don't know. Because um, if it's if it's coming up soon, I'd, I don't think Kenny Omega is going to lose any of those titles he's holding until he's lost the AEW one. Like, surely that's part of the... They're not going to let him drop these titles. No, which makes... So, here's my theory. Mm. This will make Andrade chase him to AEW. I hope it doesn't. I hope it takes him... Like, I do... Okay. I would really love it if Andrade came on and, like, you know, had a match and said, you know, I'm going to kick your ass at Triple Mania and wasn't a permanent AEW character just yet. And then, you know, went to trip went to AAA, went to New Japan, that kind of stuff, and built himself up a little bit. 
Mm. But I feel like we need to do a little bit more building and a little bit less signing uh, random people for a little while. As but good as Andrade in, but, is. But this way, he's not signed to AEW. He's mm. the biggest guy. I mean, he's going to be the biggest guy for for a, you know, for an American, Australian, for a white audience mm. or a non-Mexican audience. He's going to be the biggest star on their roster. So, this is a way to get him on AEW television, but he doesn't necessarily have to be signed to AEW. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that, like. Yes, and I'm I not saying straight away either. Week. He mo- Sorry, dude, I t- completely talked over the top of you. Then, when, what did you say? Oh, that's all right. I just don't want to see him every week quite yet. Yeah, no, I agree with you, but I think that's like this is a way for that to not happen. You know, like you can yeah. have the like, like that's a pay per view that I'll somehow try and get my hands on. Mm. Um, yeah, that's that's I true. Think actually. Last year they put it on YouTube. I oh think, wow! After the fact, I, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm correct there. Um. But, yeah, um, and then he can, like, because obviously there's already another angle here with Psycho, mm. which is a great name for a wrestler, by the way, <laughs> Psycho. <laughs> it sounds like an Australian would come up with that name. For a we have, a, we have a, a rock star in Australia, rock star, a sort of mid-level rock star whose name's Angry Anderson, and it's always <laughs> it's always really humoured me that he was like, I'm, it's like, what's your dominant emotion? Anger. It's like, okay, well, we'll call you angry. We'll call you angry and then you can have, like, you know, (laughs) release songs like Bad Boy for Love. Oh, God. I hate hate that kind of, like, pure bogan rock that exists in Australia. Like, I I just can't have I'm not. It's like Motley Crue without the glamour, I would describe Rose Tattoo as. Yeah, I don't. Maybe, like, the American version might be, like, a ZZ Top or something. Yeah, that's that's a very fair call. Yeah. It's like real bogan. It's what people in the deep north here in Australia would listen to. <laughs> if you went to Cairns or Townsville, you'd hear a lot of Rose Tattoo. <laughs> we don't have any listeners there, do we? Probably. But anyway, I'm not, I didn't have a go. I'm just saying that's what you would hear. Just that they you have know, terrible Just like taste if you're in music. Sydney, you would see rugby league on the TV. That's just the way things are. <laughs> that's true. Do you, do you want to, do you, I've got, I've got other Andrade news. Um, which is wow. not breaking. Uh, yeah, cool. Go so, his his first uh, match outside of WWE has been announced and it's against, it's for a Texas promotion and it's against uh, Alberto Del Rio. Oh, God. What do, what do you think of this? Is, a, is this a dream <laughs> match for you or is this a how is Alberto Del Rio still wrestling when everyone else is cancelled? Yeah. Yeah, like even even Velveteen Dream isn't wrestling, and he works for Vince. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. When we um, we spoke about this the other day, and you were like, "Isn't Alberto in jail?" (laughs) Yeah, which I thought the same thing. Like there was a whole bunch of bad shit that, like, really bad stuff that happened. Hmm. Um, And then you just, I was just like, "Oh, we'll we'll never hear from him ever again." Isn't his? Didn't you find out that his trial is actually before this match? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, so yeah, you're so always- he'll be. So yeah, I'm. Sh- I'm almost 100 percent sure that bill poster will have the words "card subject to change." <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's almost. It's very 90s wrestling, actually. It really is. It's old school. So we'll, let's move on well, from that. As one long as as a- long as my trial goes okay, I'll be main eventing. <laughs> 
<laughs> Texas mania <laughs> on the 30th of <laughs> on the 30th of May be there unless I get put in jail then don't worry about it <laughs> you'd think if you were Andrade and your goal was to build yourself up to be you know a world traveling wrestling superstar yeah. you might start with maybe a slightly different opponent because I don't yeah. like first of all no one wanted to see Albert Al- Alberto Del Rio when he was the biggest he's ever been. He was awful. No. It was oh, the God. worst. It's the worst era. And look, man, there's a lot of bad WWE eras, but my mm. least favourite era is the non-booking of CM Punk whilst putting the fucking belt on an Alberto Del Rio. Yeah, I just could. Like, they're, they're all sort of like that's around the same time as the anonymous general manager and Seb Coulter and Jack Swagger. It's like. Oh God, fucking it truly awful. But yeah, I I really disliked Alberto Del Rio then, just as a character. Yes. And now I'm not a huge fan of him as a dude. No. Well, we got we got some other stuff outside the ring. We got we got Daniel Bryan, who's been your your friend, uh, who's been talking about how he would like to keep working for WWE while also wrestling in other promotions, including New Japan. He specifically singled out New Japan. Hmm. Would this be exciting for you if Daniel Bryan, WWE superstar, like he's just been banished off SmackDown, if they were like, mm. hey, he's going to be at Wrestle Kingdom against Jay White? I mean, yes, of course, because anything <laughs> Daniel does, I'm going to be into. But also, um, Manic Pixie Dream Wrestler, is that anything? Is that Daniel <laughs> Bryan? Is that- <laughs> Uh, maybe AJ Lee is probably a better, but I don't want to, you know, get into gender politics and get my ass handed to me. I'm going to keep it on <laughs> Daniel Bryan, <Yep. laughs> manic pixie dream wrestler. I just want Daniel to leave WWE. <laughs> I just want him to, like, genuinely, he's done everything he can do in WWE. I mean, there isn't really maybe maybe one more WrestleMania headliner in front of a crowd, but Vince doesn't have any real interest in putting a putting belts on him and the future seems to be roman and you know so and that's fine mm. i i just i know we i know especially me like you tease me about this all the time that like i want aw to sign everyone but i <laughs> i if daniel bryan was the kind like if he was to leave wwe and could go anywhere like could do you know have a john moxley type contract mm. that would be that's the best scenario because I, I can only imagine what the caveats would be. It would have to be a pretty special contract for yeah. Daniel to be able to just waltz in and out of WWE all the time. I mean, they don't even, they still refuse to talk about New Japan when they talk about AJ Styles. But maybe this so is that- the, maybe this <clears throat> is the, the, you know, the, the, the break. Maybe this is Daniel Bryan is a star of such, you know, extreme proportion. That if this is what he wants to do, they're just going to have to suck it up and let him do it. It makes like it makes absolute business sense to send one of your best, probably your best in ring wrestler, and maybe everyone's favorite wrestler, WWE wrestler, to go around and wrestle in other promotions. It makes absolute sense. But we're not talking about a sensible man who runs the company here. We're talking about Vincent Kennedy McMahon, <laughs> who one of his like overriding traits is his sense of competitiveness with every other promotion on the, fa- on the face of the planet. If it's someone else who's being allowed to make these decisions, like a hunter, 
Mm. Maybe. But Vince is still very much in control of that promotion. So I don't I don't see that happening. I think it's more likely of Daniel leaving WWE and then doing all of that. I I, I don't know. Is that Dave Meltzer that's reporting that? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, sources are. I mean, this was good. something that that Brian actually said in a on Barstool Sports. So it's yeah, it's well, something he's, he's ta- straight up said. That was the thing when we were talking about Kenny Omega, right? Yes. And then Kenny Omega retweeted it and was like, "He gets it." This <laughs> <laughs> well, is great heel work. There's a good there's a good pivot here to another bit of outside the ring news. Mm. Uh, so WWE are in talks with MLW about working together. And Dave notes that this could be similar to the 90s ECW deal that they that WWE and ECW had for a while. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. But, it. I mean, it just, <laughs> I'm so anti-WWE. Like, whenever I hear any of these stories, it's like, oh, they're just going to take all their talent and say it's a working relationship. But anyone who's half decent at MLW will just be stolen and put on NXT. And instead of saying... You know, maybe they'll mention MLW, you know. Like, let's say it was Seth Rollins, like a young Seth Rollins. But, like, ECW ECW rocked up on Raw and invaded and, you know, like, they they built sort of a bit of a, like, it was quite a good storyline. They ended up with Jerry Lawler rocking up at the ECW arena. You know, like, and WWE have so many guys that are signed that, are not doing anything like you know maybe it's maybe it's a pretty good opportunity to to send some guys down as well like you know you've got you do have interesting people like i'm having a look at the mlw rosters roster page now and you've got jacob fatu uh, mm-hmm. who's their world champion uh who i've heard of you've got the the, the von eric brothers that are there um la mm-hmm. park is there Mm. Loki's there, Leo Rush, who's great, who I can't, I can't imagine is going to be appearing on WWE TV anytime no, soon. No, no. Davari's there. Uh, ACH, once again, obviously left under very, very unpleasant circumstances. TJP, Simon Gotch is there. There's some interesting- Simon uh, Gotch, wow. Yeah, there's some interesting people there. Um, Brian Pillman Jr. is there, but I imagine that's- not right, but um, if he's not a hundred percent signed to AEW, I will lose my fucking shit. If we're getting the Gun Club on weekly television and Brian Pillman doesn't have a proper contract, Tony, <laughs> I'm gonna be very upset. The uh, yes, that is that is very fair. Um, but that like that, I mean, it, I I agree. It's not big news because it's not you know Dave even it's notes that this could sure, just yeah. this could just fall apart and uh. There is a lot of, like, there's a lot of reports coming out of WWE in the last couple of weeks of them maybe being open to doing business with other companies, which Hmm. it's coming from a lot of different sources, right? So, there must be something to it. But I just don't see Vince. I don't see it happening with Vince at the helm. I just don't. Because he he will be like, I built this company on doing the opposite. I, I just don't see him changing his mind on that you know what i mean like it's like i did the complete opposite of that for 40 years and i've earned billions of dollars from doing it so but supposedly he is handing the business side of things over more and more to other people so maybe you know maybe they're yeah. seeing what aw are doing 
you know, with New Japan and Impact and everything and just not wanting to be left behind. That's the other thing with WWE. They do tend to sort of jump they on do move, any other trends yeah. that, that come along. So. And we got two we'll two other two other two other quick quick little things. The first is that I don't I don't I don't think we'll, we need to talk about this one too much. But Chelsea Green has talked about how she wants to either land in AEW or Impact. Um, I hope it's AEW. Yeah, uh, either way, she'll be great on it on either um, on either show. Uh, the only thing I would say for her personally is um, we're still not getting enough of the women's division on Dynamite. There's a lot mm. on the other shows, but I still don't count them as proper shows. So she would probably get more oxygen on Impact just for her personally. But I agree yeah, with you. Like She would be great on AEW. The the other one is that Mark Henry's reportedly dropped 80 pounds in anticipation of a return. Is this Yeah, I keep you- hearing about this. This is forty-nine-year-old Mark Henry. This is this is a real. I don't want him to show up on AEW. No, no. Like no, I loved that no, last no, little no, no. run. Like WWE made a terrible mistake not putting the title on Mark Henry when he was wore that salmon jacket and retired, and then whacked <laughs> John Cena. <laughs> like that was an all. Like they should have given him the title then, even just for you know, a month and just, you know, really, really played it up. But uh, I don't think we need to see Mark Henry versus Kenny Omega or something. No, absolutely not. And, like, it's Christian was the end, right? Like, that. I think for both of us and probably Mm. everyone else watching AEW, like, when Christian wasn't CM Punk and everyone got over their little sulk, I'm probably more talking about myself than anyone else right now. <laughs> um, me personally, I was like, all right, cool. You get Christian. You get Christian, Tony, but no more. I don't want to see, you know, the, you guys are meant to be the opposite of WWE. I don't want to see, like, and Mark Henry would be the absolute perfect example of what we're talking about, of like yeah. a guy who hasn't been wrestling for like 10 years, wasn't even that great when he was wrestling. Mm. Um does anyone have any real interest in seeing Mark Henry return to the ring? No. No. And then he would just be clogging up a spot. You've got to put him on TV because he's Mark Henry. When, no, no one wants that. Yuck. <laughs> well, that's, 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 that's it for us outside. Do you want to, do you want to talk about Dynamite? Um, yeah, I just thought before we do, did you see any of Rebellion at all? Yes. Impact pay-per-view? I did. What did you think? Thought it was really good. Like I thought it was top to bottom a really good show. I think they did. Uh, I like it was great that they didn't do a screwy finish, which is sort of how I thought they were going to get out of it. Um, you know, Kenny Omega as Impact Champion is great for them. Like you know, this is Indy John Cena as your champion. Like you take it if you get that opportunity. Yeah. And, um, you know, at some point someone on the Impact roster is going to beat Kenny Omega for the world title, which is a huge deal. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I thought Rich Swan did really, really well in this yeah. match. Um, like I thought the – I mean, obviously, I did like a 30-minute solo review, so I won't bang on about it too much. But mm. I just thought this would, this could be the making of Rich Swan as a – yeah. As a world star, you know, like well, um I th- I think that 
Rich Swan and and I think Moose are probably not long for impact in some like a, you know they're probably too talented to be in that junior league for yeah. forever. But uh, I agree. I think it was a bit of a star maker for Rich Swan. Yeah, and wherever he goes, including Connecticut, he needs to keep that theme. Oh, it's so good. Can't, it's so can't, good. Rich Swan can't walk out to any other theme ever for the rest of his life. <laughs> Hard agree. Even in AEW land where Tony will buy whatever song you want, <laughs> uh, you st- you have to keep that generic like Prince uh, Parliament mm. Theme. I ca- I can't believe that this this is this is right right like AEW can buy whatever song they want they've got the Pixies there like it's it's ludicrous and mm. for some reason Christian's gone with his TNA theme which is not a very good theme first of all no one is actually like oh that's his TNA theme and it just from like T- Christian had the like some of the best theme songs in WWE. <laughs> yeah. The original Christian, like the first heel run, like the mm. Christian. Oh, Christian. so good. So that, good. That's got to be in the top five WWE themes of all time. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, so good. I'm going to listen to that. As soon as we stop recording, that's what I'm listening to <laughs> for the next half an hour. <laughs> and he had like a story of the year song. Like he had like an actual band song. Um. Oh, did he? I think so. I think they're a real band, aren't they? That that particular theme that we're talking about. The no, just dee, 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 nah. The the later one, ah, right. which was a yeah, which was also a good one. Um. Hey. Um. Just quickly before Dynamite chat. Uh, it's been reported again yesterday. Uh, this is via Wrestle Talk that. Uh, no, sorry, Cultaholic. Sorry, my bad, Cultaholic. Uh, the Tessa Blanchard is very, very close oh, to signing with I AEW. This, uh, I sent this to you, but I didn't put it in on my list. Yeah, I, well, I'm, uh, I'm I, really excited about this. Yeah, I think I haven't seen Tessa do anything, so I don't really have any opinion of her besides the fact that you love her, which is always like a pretty good sign that they're going to be terrible. No, I'm joking. Uh, they're, mm. Like they're, they're going to be an amazing wrestler. Like whenever you're like. Whenever you're all in on someone, it's usually like I usually 100% agree. So, yeah. And I want to see more of the women's division on. I just want to see more of the women's division on AEW. I don't understand what has to be done. It's Chris yeah. Statlander is a fucking star. Put her on TV all the time. Have her on Dynamite for two hours every week. <laughs> like Britt Baker. Anyway, uh, hopefully Tessa Blanchard will help elevate that women's division even more mm. where we can get maybe two women's matches on a dynamite would that be too much to ask that's too much to ask how about this no gun club and a woman's match takes its place any mm. any females on the roster <laughs> any i'll take any any you've got red velvet Red Velvet versus, uh, I don't know, the Librarian. I'll take that a thousand times over anything to do with the gun club. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm just going to have to stick with the gun club. <laughs> sorry, mate. Do you, want to, do you want to talk about that whole bit, Cody's return? No, I got very what little it- to say about it other than why, like, was it a mistake that 
was it a production error that we could all see Cody standing in the bus? <laughs> Just looked like a guy didn't know how to get off the bus. Like, if Cody had have popped out of nowhere, it would have been amazing. But it took QT Marshall about six minutes to get the bus open. And it's like, mate, I think Cody Rhodes is there. Look at the window. Like, the whole... I had such an emotional roller coaster during this whole segment, like the match in the segment, because when the factory came out, I was like, oh God, I think I'm I think I'm slowly turning towards this faction. Like I think they're okay. Like as a mid-card faction. If it's just to get the young guys in the faction over, then I'm okay with it. And then fucking Billy Gunn came out and I was like, oh Jesus Christ, no, I'm not into this. This shouldn't be on TV. Then a go-go essentially was the main guy being put over. So then I was back on board again. <laughs> and I was like, all right, okay, well, you're just putting a go-go over, so that's that's fine. Uh, and then they were about to leave, and that's when it should have finished. And then the, the young guns ugh, came out, and then I was off the segment again. <laughs> so I was on, then off, then on, then off. Then QT Marshall started heading towards the bus and I was like, oh, Cody's going to return. And then I could see Cody in the doorway just lurching there like a weirdo, which made me <laughs> laugh out loud. And then the two guys get up on top of the bus for no payoff. Besides the fact it's like, why is Cody even bothering with this feud? Like, Because when he jumps out of the bus and starts beating on QT Marshall, you know, I know QT's cut a couple of promos and stuff, but it was like QT had tried to hit on brandy or something like <laughs> why you know what i mean there was like why does cody as far as a character is a con- is concerned why does why does cody care about this i, I so have much? it doesn't make any sense to me and then why did they go up on the top of the bus if someone wasn't thrown off it i haven't been uh on a emotional roller coaster like you with this storyline but i do have one question if would you like the young guns if they came out to Blaze of Glory by John Bon Jovi. That's not fair. That's not fair, man, because you know my answer's <laughs> going to be absolutely. <laughs> like, that would be exceptionally cool, right? And their, and their, uh, their um, catchphrase is, smile, I'll make you famous. <laughs> like Emilio Estevez in Young Guns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if they the- started dressing like Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez for Young Guns and, and they came out to Blaze of Glory, Blaze of Glory was Young Guns 2, wasn't it? I can't remember. They, which one? Emilio played Billy the Kid, right? Yeah. And- Emilio's in both. Like, Emilio and Keith Sutherland are in both. And I think Lou Diamond Phillips. But uh, spoiler alert for a 40-year-old film, Charlie Sheen doesn't make it to the sequel. You are a big LDP guy. LDP, I love him. Yeah, get him back. Where's LDP, DDP, OPP, (laughs) all my faves. (laughs) Um, That OPP, by the way, was the Office of Public Prosecutions, not uh, absolutely. I'm a very litigious person. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that segment. I um, am overall. I thought this dynamite was a bit meh oh, really? against their own standards. I think um the first two it's matches like a three 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 point five three 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 a three or three point five out of five episode. 
I think the the Page versus Cage and the Cassidy versus Penta, I was a hundred percent sure I knew the winners of both of those matches, and uh, I did not. Like it was awesome that like you know it obviously means okay, uh, it looks like it's going to be Cage and uh, Kenny in uh, at at double or nothing, and we're clearly going to save Page and. Kenny for all in, which is cool, or mm. all out, or whatever, whatever the one they 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 call. Um, and then uh, I just thought Penta would roll Cassidy, but like it was awesome to see Orange win that match, and uh, I'm really looking forward to the inevitable three way tag of Death Triangle versus Best Friends and Orange Cassidy. Yeah, yeah, I like like I like those guys feuding. The only thing I didn't really like is like I don't under like I, I thought Penta should have won that match. And mm. if Orange Cassidy was gonna win, I don't want him winning by like hitting people with microphones. Like he's your he's your baby like Orange Cassidy's a baby face. He's not a he's not a stone cold Steve Austin Sam Punk anti hero. You know, like I just didn't like that. I didn't like Trent and OC like conspiring to win, uh, like to cheat to win. You know, like I just it jarred me a bit because I was the same as you. Oh, I was really, really enjoying it, Penta. and I was like, "Oh, I can't believe Orange Cassidy's going to win this." But then afterwards, I was like, oh, "I don't know," like because then Penta doesn't get the win, right? But then Orange, you know, Orange Cassidy gets a win, but in a very kind of heelish way. I feel like I I don't know. Maybe I'm being overly like just overly critical, but it just felt like both guys didn't get anything out of this match. And I think they really because should've. I think because uh, I thought the story was really good. Like I think you know uh, he's I forget the name of the guy. Whatever the the fellow's name, the Penta says guy who is the best thing on AEW TV. Alex introduced you know Alex introduced the the microphone into the match. Penta used it to win last time. That expectation was subverted this time. I watched this with my uh, seven-year-old daughter and I never let her watch wrestling and she is devoted to Orange Cassidy after this. She was like, we had to listen. (laughs) We listened to Where Is My Mind by the Pixies yesterday because she's like, I want to listen to the Orange Cassidy song. Like, and she was just (laughs) like, just straight away. Like, she saw him and she was like, he's cool. He's so cool. And, like, I couldn't believe that she was just having this connection with this guy in this way. Um, and, uh, like, I thought she might be a bit like, er, because she hate, hates cheating, hates cheating. And she was like, they they tried to get him with the microphone, so he was just defending himself. It's fine. Mm. Two wrongs don't make a right, Lily. <laughs> <laughs> Would you... Says the old man, (laughs) (laughs) fucking black and white kayfabe dude in the corner. (laughs) It's just a small thing. It's just a small thing. Mm. But I love, I also think like I want Penta, I want Penta to be a bigger deal than he is, you know, and he's only going to get that by getting a few wins, you know, like anyway, I thought it was fine. The Brian Cage thing that you mentioned, Mm. I could not believe that floored me. Like that was almost my favorite part of the whole show is that match and and the ending of it. It was a like, shock. A genuine shock. Yeah, but it mean like it shows that wins and losses mean something in AEW, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like they've um, done a really good job of that because everyone's reaction <clears throat> was like, oh my God, fucking hangman page lost. <laughs> 
this is a huge loss for him and a huge win for Brian Cage. It just automatically puts Brian Cage back in title mm. contention. And it and it's very clever booking because it means that Hangman Page can drop down the rankings a bit. Yeah. And he doesn't have to face Kenny straight away. You know, they don't yeah. have to deal with that storyline. Well, I think it's it's good because it keeps, you know, baby faces are always better when they're overcoming odds rather than, you know, and a guy like Brian Cage does sometimes need to win a big match, even though he's built like, you know, a muscle. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think it worked really well. Like Kenny versus Cage will be great. Um, you know, they probably need to lean a little bit more into Cage as the face in that scenario. But they, they can do that. They've already laid the groundwork for that. Um, you know, I'm I'm excited to see that. Uh but yeah, I was genuinely shocked. I think uh like genuinely shocked. Yeah, so was I. But it I was also way. the other the other shock that I think I had was that uh I was very, very sceptical about I didn't think we needed a Chris Jericho face turn and I didn't think it was gonna work. And uh it in my opinion it's worked. Chris Jericho's a great face. Yeah. Despite the fact that he is clearly a fucking lunatic in real life. There's just something about yeah. him that I can't hate him. I can't hate him. Yeah. Yeah, he really is starting to lose it. Uh, that that whole, um, you know, it's one of those things. I mean, we've kind of spoken about this a bit, especially with like MJF and Jericho where like, uh, and MJF even talked about it in the promo where he's like, you got to hit a home run every time you come out here. Otherwise, you know, you fail the company. Hmm. And then it's like in my head, I was like, well, yeah, the same thing goes for you as well, man. Like you two are basically the two, <laughs> um, you know, outside of Kenny Omega, obviously, you two guys are draws, you know. Um, and so every time they do something, there's this expectation of like, for me anyway, of like, oh, this is going to be amazing. And hmm. it always is. It always, it always is. There was a part of me that was like when we kind of went down the line of all the promo, and all the promos were good, but there was a part of me like, oh, seriously, we're going to fucking, like, I was like, please don't. If they pass the fucking microphone to Jake, I'm out here. Yes. Like, if we get fucking Wardlow and Jake Hager <laughs> promos <laughs> as well, like not everyone has to fucking talk. And there, there was a, the, in my head I was like, you got Tully Blanchard out there and he's not fucking cutting a promo, but we're just passing the microphone down the line. But anyway, they didn't mm. do that. So as always with AEW, what you come to what you've come to expect as far as booking is concerned is never done. Because if this was in WWE, that's exactly what would happen. Every single person would have their shitty little promo for 30 seconds and but yeah, they're all great. And then it culminated with MJF, who was like, oh man, that's a pretty good promo. And then Jericho just fucking posterized him <laughs> dunked all over him um have you seen how everyone's like uh marking out to sean spears interview that he did last week where he was he was like i'm not gonna say who but there are people in this uh, blood and guts match who genuinely don't like each other and then hmm. every youtube wrestling station is reporting it as real hate <laughs> like come on guys seriously <laughs> coming from a guy who gets worked real easy 
I mean, <laughs> yeah, you, this is- you took this as MJF to WWE confirmed or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I clicked on all the videos because I was like, oh, fuck, no, this is the last thing. I'm starting to barrack for AEW like a football team, you know? It's like <laughs> the last thing. I find myself saying things like we, like the last thing <laughs> we need is for, like for the inner circle to not like each other. Like the last thing we need is for <laughs> Sammy Guevara or MJF to show up on NXT. Um I mean, yeah, those they- two would be all right. The The real last thing we need is, like, the big acquisition being, like, you know, Santana and Ortiz. It would kill me to see them go to NXT and be big, big stars in the tag team division there when it was like, they could have been big stars for you, AEW. They're so good. They're big stars. They're going to be, they're gonna be oh, in they're- an hour-long main event next week, man. They're against, not big, they're not against big stars pretty much the this. best tag team on earth well the young bucks are the best tag team on earth um mm. at least according to the the titles but you know AEW have not pushed santana and ortiz like they could have and not that that or, or the butcher and the blade like if the butcher and the blade went to nxt and became <laughs> yeah. you know the biggest thing i would potentially throw myself off a building <laughs> So, what I'm trying to say is I know how you feel. I yeah, feel too I strongly. God, we're so, <laughs> we're such fucking marks. It's crazy. Oh, imagine if MJF went to NXT, I'd cry. But, <laughs> like, like, MJF if Santana would be fine. Santana and Ortiz are tag team champions by the end of the year, I'll jump off a bridge. <laughs> like, the thing is, though, like, M- M- MJF is bigger than NXT. Like, if he signed with WWE... Yeah. There's no way he'd be signing to NXT. Like, he'd be going straight to the main roster. He'd be AJ Styles level. Like, you know, he's just too big a star. He's been on. Yeah, getting he's a him- fully formed star. Yeah. Like, yeah. it would be insane for them to bother sending him to NXT. Not that that would change anything, but, like, there's no way he would go unless he was going to the big big roster, big show. Yeah. Because, like, why would you go to the wor- just a worse junior show? Um, but, like, he'd be a big star. Well, actually, maybe he wouldn't be. Maybe he would be you, a you mid-level, yeah. You never know with WWE. You don't know how Vince is going to fucking react to someone. And, you know, Vince might look at MJF and go, oh, this is fucking old territories. Is this Alberto Bull. Del Rio, but why? <laughs> you never know. You don't, like, you just don't know who's going to be pushed and who isn't and when and how and, mm. you know. It's a. That's why people get so upset with WWE because it's all over the place and you, there's no continuity of booking. And anyway, um, everyone keeps talking about like people are still talking about this blood and guts match next week like it's a blow off. It's not a blow off, guys. I don't. No. I don't know how more obvious they can be with the booking that this is not any kind of blow off at all whatsoever. Even to the point of like people talking about like who who wins who go who goes over no one's going to win. There, I, there's I've never been more sure in my life that there will be some kind of a. But even if one of the teams does win, it will end with Chris Jericho being crucified in some way by the Pinnacle. I've never been more certain of anything in wrestling in my life. Yeah, I think you. I think you're absolutely right. Um, it's just too good. It's too good to. To, Why would to- they throw money away? Mm. <laughs> Why? Why? The only the only reason could be if Chris Jericho's like, I'm taking Fozzie out on the road, guys. 
That's the only reason yeah. that. Yeah, that's you know, true. But even then, that doesn't mean that the feud stops. It means that Chris goes away for a while. And the even more reason why he would like get his head chopped off in a cage mm. door or something. So what do you? Uh, I think the the one. The the thing I thought I obviously I thought this was a really good episode of Dynamite, and I thought the main event was a really good match, but also it, I wasn't particularly excited by it. Like I watched it mm. as oh look, this is technically a good match. There's no way in hell ten is going to beat Darby Allen, no. but also like they really must think like Darby Allen must rate really well, must test really well. Like, they are putting yeah. him as this guy is a super, super, superstar. Yeah. Well, I mean, the ratings did drop by about 350,000 this week. Yeah, but Joe Biden was addressing, like, there was a presidential address against, like, there's a that's a big, big deal in America. It's not like I us suppose. where it was like, it's not like us where it's like the prime minister's going to talk on 7.30 and people are like. Cool. Ah, Thanks seven, for letting seven, me know. I'll yeah. 7.30's sure ratings have dipped. <laughs> yeah. I'll make sure I watch anything but that. Yeah. Where it, like they actually oh, watch. God. Lee Sales talking to Scott Morrison. <laughs> they're, all, they're also dealing with a, a more extreme pandemic and a better vaccine rollout than we are. So. Um, Unbelievable. The, um, uh, let's not. Let's not talk about it. I will get genuinely <laughs> angry. Let's keep it. Let's keep it upbeat for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought this was fine. I thought it was fine. I don't know if I don't know if the TNT belt is doing. Uh, that's a dumb statement. I was going to say I don't think the TNT belt's doing anything with Darby Allen. It is. I, I just there's a few things that I don't quite understand about this match. Right? It's like pulling out. Um, I, I know this has kind of been ten storyline of like he was very close with. Um, Oh my god, I'm completely blanking on uh, 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 the exalted one, Matt. Help, uh, Brody Lee. Brody Lee, fuck me. Sorry, guys. I'm so that's really poor. <laughs> um, but I was kind of surprised that they pulled out that for this match. You know, of like uh, Brody saw a lot of me. I was his chosen one. It's like, oh, okay, great. Well, you're about to lose to Darby Allen, so I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why that's being brought up unless there was a. I mean, I think there'll be some payoff to that eventually. I hope. I hope it's not just a one and done thing where it was used for no apparent reason. And the other thing as well is I don't get Darby Allen and Sting as a duo. I don't, like the longer it goes on, the more I'm like I'm confused. I don't. Why are these two like? They're meant to be. Lone soldiers, right? Why are they? There was a reason why they teamed up initially against Team Taz. Now they're just hanging out like a father son thing. Yeah, it's I, I don't know. And um, also, like Ethan Page interfering during the match when they were <clears> going to come out and beat down after the match didn't make a huge amount of sense to me either. Like, just leave it, just leave it till the end. Are we going to get, um, so we're, I'm assuming our double or, not, or nothing uh, match, Derby match is Ethan Page, Derby, or maybe yeah. Supposedly those, supposedly they had uh, amazing matches on the indies back in the day, where people were genuinely worried about their not just health, but whether they were going to live through <laughs> the matches that they had. So excellent. That's something to look forward to. 
Yeah. I want to see more, you know, I want to see more of that from the, that's the Darby Allen that I want to say. Obviously he can't do that every week, but mm. I don't know if Darby Allen needs a title. And I think that title needs someone else. Oh, I think he's pretty good. I like I quite like him. him as like I think it's at the moment while he's not on a big storyline, I don't mind Darby Allen's story being he defends this every week and he's, you know, has these great matches, which he does. Um we probably need to move away from the matches being against the dark or various members of the dark order. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like they've they've got such a deep roster, like, you know, chuck on someone in, like they sometimes they like who was that guy Drake something? The the fat guy, the English guy that they had a few weeks ago. Like that was exceptionally strange. This just random fat English man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, why um, not Chuck Brian Pillman that. Jr. there or, you know, whoever, Luchasaurus? We haven't seen Luchasaurus in a singles yeah. match. You know, like, just chuck someone interesting in there. Like, let's just see what happens. Yeah, the butcher. Oh, please. Someone who just looks interesting, mm. you know, and someone that everyone loves, but it doesn't really matter if they lose because they're not in the title picture or anything like that, you know, like... And um, why I, I, not chuck in a three-way dance every so? Like, why not have different kinds of matches? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's. I think that's maybe for. Maybe this is my attention span more than anything, but it's kind of been the same thing every week for the last five to six weeks. So there's a part of me that's like, I get that this is what this belt is for, but I'm not. Me personally, I'm not super excited when it's like Darby Allen wrestles someone next week that doesn't blow my socks off at the moment which i know that pits me against almost every other aw fan um on earth but it's just i don't know i just i i want to prefix this by saying like i'm comparing this to the standards of aew i'm not comparing i'm not comparing this to raw or anything like you know i'm not saying like this is terrible in comparison to raw it's not I'm just saying, like, in comparison to other Dynamite episodes that I've I've appreciated more, I just thought this was a bit. I was still giving it three three and a half out of five. Mm. You know, it's still a it's still a C plus B minus show. There were just a few things like the Orange Cassidy, the way that that Orange Cassidy match, I was a bit like, eh. Although now that you've explained your side of it, I've kind of come around to it a bit. Um, I thought the John Moxley Eddie Kingston thing with Kenny was a bit weird. Mm. What did you think of that? I'm I'm just looking like I enjoy watching them, so it's okay. But if yeah. it was anyone else, I would be deeply disinterested. I'm not enjoying I, what, Kenny that much at the moment, to be honest. Oh, really? I thought he was great in the promo in the limousine, but I think that was more just like, have they listened to me about not getting Matt Jackson on the microphone? Yes, they have. Okay, good. I only let Don and Kenny talk. <laughs> And if you must, one of the good brothers. Mm. But the young bucks must not talk at all. But when they came out and Eddie Kingston was like, I'm not doing this sports entertainment bullshit. I was like, oh, cool. And then they did a very sports entertainment promo. Yes. Don't you yeah. reckon? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just not I'm not in there yet with them. But uh Yeah, and I just like Eddie and John need to be doing the opposite of this kind of stuff. Yeah. No, I agree. Because they're so believable. So maybe that's why they think that you can get away with them doing promos like this because it's 
they're both very believable. But hmm. and then also like you, I would have re- reversed the roles of having Don Callis with the chair around his ankle, and then forcing Kenny to choose. That's a that is also a fair point. Yeah, to do something. You know what I mean? Although Kenny probably would have been like, oh, do whatever you want to Don Callis." <laughs> so <laughs> that probably makes sense. To, but but then they're like, like. Because uh, Don Keller says, you can have anything you want. And then John and uh, Eddie go, we want a match against Nakazawa and Kenny Omega. Wouldn't it make more sense to have like a handicap match or get Don Callis in the ring for two minutes or something? Like, you know, I just felt like there were a lot of different ways that you could have gone with that and it was just a bit meh. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I agree. But something I was super keen on, and I was like, I can't like half the besides the new, the format change. I was so excited to talk to you about this. How mm. much did you enjoy Miro kicking the shit out of Kip Sabian for a minute and a half on TV? Uh I enjoyed it quite a lot. It was nice to see <laughs> that Miro. It made me confused as to why they bothered doing the other Miro. <laughs> But it made me feel yeah, really good because it's like every time you don't trust AEW, they pretty much pull that uh, they pull the nose up every time. Every time, every goddamn time. I, it's almost pointless doing the podcast because they're my. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like, well, I don't understand why they're doing this. This makes no sense. And then you have to come on the podcast the next week and be like, Tony, I'm sorry, I doubted you. You were, <laughs> you know, um, I, I just I just don't quite understand how they did that arm. Um, the arm in the door spot without legitimately breaking Legit- Kip's yeah. arm. That would, yeah. Uh, I forgot about that until right now. It, yes, it looked like they were, yeah. What the fuck? It, it looked How did 100% they do legit. And then Miro like cradling him and saying, <laughs> I forgive you, like a total psychopath. I literally punched the air like a psycho <laughs> on my own <laughs> in my lounge room. It was like, because this is the Miro we want to see, right? As we as we are very clear about, wrestling is something to be watched alone. <laughs> you can't watch it with anyone else. It's just it's it's not for sharing. <laughs> no, no, you have to create your own podcast so you can talk to your mate about it each week. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, look, man, I really enjoyed it. what I did enjoy because we've changed the format. I wasn't talking, taking like really detailed notes. And it was nice to just, like, watch an episode for the first time in a year, you know? I agree. I I mean, I don't take detailed notes anyway, but uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed doing what I always do. (laughs) Yeah. Can I just say you're looking a little CM Punk at the moment? That's a really nice thing to say. Or do you say that I would look like I'd be beaten up if I ever entered a real combat sport? It's (laughs) <laughs> this is essentially, you know, this would be like if you'd sent me a demo and I was like, oh, it sounds like the Beatles. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's the highest of compliments I can give. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you were very nice to me yesterday. So, you know, now we're one off. All right. That's not why I'm saying it, by the way. This is a weird oh. conversation to have on the podcast. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, we've hit an hour. I reckon we could probably, I think that we did that perfectly, man. Oh, we still on? All right, let's do no, the <laughs> let's do the outro. I'm being a dickhead. I know we're still on. Um, uh, thank you for your support, guys. We just continuously have people downloading every day. It's really weird, uh, especially since we've moved across Captivate FM. Um, our audience has, 
I don't even know what percentage it is, but it, it's huge compared to where it was. So um, the best way that you can support us is just by telling a friend. Just say, hey, look, there's this show, WrestleWolf. Uh, they do a weekly podcast where they just chat about wrestling. Uh, and then they've got a whole bunch of like this. They have in-depth looks into WCW, ECW. Uh, we've got a few other things in the fire that we're talking about. Maybe a TNA series, maybe. I know Matt's very keen to do TNA uh, because I've never watched any of it. And I think that would be a pretty fun series to do. But anyway. I agree. Uh, yeah, just tell your friends. You can follow us on socials, share it on socials, tell your friends about it. That's the best way you can help us. Um, but until next time, brother friends, Pepe is dead. <laughs>